Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran. But first of all, speaking of updates, Wexford General Hospital, I'm joined by Director of Nursing Eleanor Carpenter. Wexford General Hospital has been coping with a huge surge in COVID cases and how are other procedures have been affected. Good morning, Eleanor. Good morning, Alan. How are you? I'm Grand Eleanor. Listen, can you tell me how things are progressing at Wexford General Hospital? We were well aware that the hospital has been under ferocious pressure with rising COVID numbers, etc. Where are we at the moment? At the moment, I suppose, an overview of where we've been for the last um, few weeks is that we really are experiencing what I suppose is a sick surge of uh, COVID surge. And as well as that, other activity over the past few weeks has also been up. So if we go back to March 8th, we had um, six COVID-positive patients in the hospital. And just to contrast with last week where we had up to 58 COVID-positive inpatients in the hospital. And while the numbers don't appear to be rising any further, we're not really seeing any great drop-off. So kind of coming into this week, this morning, we would have 48 COVID-positive patients inpatients in the hospital but thankfully we don't have any inpatients with COVID in ICU so that's a that's a positive development in this surge. Um, we've increased from one to three COVID wards within the, la- within the last few weeks and I suppose our biggest challenge is the increased transmissibility of of the virus um, uh, which is which is significant at the moment so we're putting you know a lot of additional um, infection prevention and control measures in place to, to reduce the risk within the hospital as much as possible but we would have I suppose and as you're aware we have infrastructural problems you know with multi-bedded wards so it is it is a difficult surge it's different each each surge has been different and has had different challenges you know for the the, the staff and the infrastructure of the hospital but you know we're we're, we're getting on with it um, it's it is significantly busier overall mm-hmm. and um, with a lot of you know with a lot of presentations to the emergency department. Right, so staffing-wise and how are you coping? Have you had, you, you talked about the staff um, and the pressure that's on them and of course they themselves can be susceptible to COVID as well because of what they're dealing with. Staffing-wise, how are you coping? Yeah, we are, We, you know, we're, we're losing staff at short notice because people are showing up as positive. So very reflective of what's going on in the community and I suppose in all other businesses and industry, very similar. Um, you know, we've, you know, we're, we're, we're managing it. It's, staff have been incredibly flexible and agile yet again. You know, we, we did have to curtail our scheduled care over the last couple of weeks. Now, we didn't cancel our, you know, our, our care. Any urgent cases, etc., cetera, have been done. But we're using some of that, um, those resources to help us through this period um, of, you know, very kind of last-minute staff absences. So, once again, you know, people are, you know, they're re- redeploying, working a bit extra. Everything, you know, has been covered more or less but it does it certainly puts extra strain on the system without a doubt and when should you now present to A&E because this is an issue there are other areas that are affected we, we spoke I think it was the Sinn Féin Deputy Johnny Myden last week where he said there was over 1200 people women waiting to, to, to get a gynecological appointment in Wexford so other areas have been affected by this Eleanor aren't they well, we are continuing and have always continued to run our outpatient services, you know, so I think, you know, there's a, it, the, the waiting list, you know, it's very, it's very complex and there, there's many factors affecting that really aside from COVID. Um, so we're, you know, we're putting out, we're putting in as much extra capacity to deal with waiting lists as we can. And that's, that'll be part, I suppose, of like our strategically going forward as to how we're going to tackle waiting lists as, you know, we've been in, I suppose, a very reactive phase in the last couple of years. 
um, while also trying to deal with waiting lists. But I mean, I think, you know, hopefully in the near future we'll be able to tackle that and see how we can more, you know, effectively you know, reach on, on yeah. tipping away the, the waiting lists. They are, they're definitely a concern. What I would also like to mention um, on the um, subject of the gynae waiting lists, which are... Um, you know, which are significantly long in Wexford, is that significant resources have now been allocated to Wexford General Hospital um, to tackle the gynae waiting list with an ambulatory gynae um, service that's been developed and recruitment for that service is now underway and well underway. So that's that's a very positive development and should help to um, deal with that waiting list. So that's a, that's another positive for Wexford General Hospital. Well, I'm glad you shared that information with us this morning, yeah. Eleanor, because we had a lot of people concerned about that. But yeah. that is positive news. So those lists of over 1,200 women then, would you expect that it will move fairly quickly? Absolutely, yeah. There's, um, like I said, there's the additional resources have been allocated and funded and um, recruitment is underway. So the service really should become more reactive in, you know, in a, in, a fair, in a reasonable length of time. But there are positives as well, aren't there? More bed capacity, there are major developments, the MRI. Let's look at some of the positives, Eleanor, because there are positives. They're definitely positives, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we've, we've got the green light now to go ahead. We should be sitting down in June with the design teams around um, our new medical block build, which is very positive and very badly needed. And also sitting down with design teams for the MRI also around June. So that's, that is very positive. They're ba- those beds are badly needed. Um, and we know what we want. We know the standard of build that we want for the community in Wexford. And it will be a very high standard, which is being, de- you know, is being delivered by the HSE in fairness on all the new bills. So we'll be looking at single bed occupancy, which we need into the future for um, to deal with all types of infectious diseases and just a really, you know, kind of modern level of healthcare, really. Mm. Yeah, like just going back to the COVID situation there, you're you're quietly, I think, optimistic, and I'm not putting words in your mouth, that maybe we've hit the peak, but it hasn't turned just yet. So I suppose the main message is to exercise caution. Have I got that right? Absolutely. You know, I think I think what's really the message really is, I suppose, you know, people to use common sense. You know, every, you know, it's it's really it's really diff- people have been through a difficult two years. Everybody really wants to get back to normal. Um, I suppose what the government, I suppose, are telling us is why they're not going to bring back in restrictions, you know, for people to be cautious in crowded areas and public transport, etc. And I know that anybody who has a chronic disease or, you know, is compromised from an immune point of view, they know exactly what they need to do. They've been doing it for years now at this stage. So it's just, you know, we're, you know, we have to, I suppose we... The one thing I've definitely learned is not to predict anything at the moment with COVID. Mm. So we just, you know, we wait and see. We're managing in the hospital. It's, it is challenging. The bed management particularly would be very challenging. But, you know, we're, we're getting on with our work. Um, what we're really hoping now is just to get to really, you know, get back and tackle, you know, the underlying issues that have been there for the last two years, like you mentioned, the waiting list, um, getting our, you know, our scheduled care back on track in the next couple of weeks. And that's, that's our priority and really to move ahead with the, you know, the positive um, developments, which will be to move along our, in, our infrastructure improvement projects as quickly as possible. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.